Hey, my friends, welcome back to the Noteworthy Podcast. I'm your host, Nathan French. I'm so glad that you're here. Has your youth group been praying for the Holy Ghost? Have you been teaching somebody a Bible study on receiving the Holy Ghost? Have you been following the Asbury Revival? Are you excited about God pouring out His Spirit in these last days? Well, I am too. And today on the podcast, we're going to be talking about five things that can hinder somebody from receiving the Holy Ghost when they are seeking after it. Holy Ghost hindrances, if you will. Thanks so much for tuning into the podcast. It's going to be an incredible episode today, very informative and it's going to prepare you for the revival that God has called you to in these last days. Let's go. So I got to be honest with you guys. You're the greatest listeners in all the world. That's right. I said it. I know that other podcasts have great listeners and amazing people, but in my opinion, there's just nobody greater than you. Y'all have been so kind to me, and I want to give you a gift. I'm excited that for the next couple of months, Pentecostal Publishing House is sponsoring the Noteworthy Podcast. And I want to give you a gift. Are are you ready? Anything that you purchase from Pentecostal Publishing House, that's PentecostalPublishing.com. Go buy all the books, all the resources, all the lesson programs, everything you want. And at checkout, I want you to put in promo code NOTEWORTHY for 10% off of your order. That's right. When you check out, go to promo code Put in promo code NOTEWORTHY, and it will take 10% off of your order at Pentecostal Publishing House. I love you guys. I hope this is a blessing to you. Go buy everything you need right now, and don't forget to use promo code NOTEWORTHY. Let's get back to the show. Well, good morning, everybody. I hope you're doing great. And um, it's morning time for me. It may not be for you. Maybe you listen to podcasts at nighttime or uh, the noon time. No matter what time it is, I'm glad that you're here. And um, the last couple of episodes have been interviews. And um, so I'm kicking back into the just me podcast mode. And uh, My daughter, Kyla, is five months old. She's taking a nap right now, so I'm taking advantage of this moment uh, to get to connect with you guys. Today on the podcast, I want to draw your attention to Acts chapter 2 and verse 17, and today um, we're going to be walking through some Holy Ghost hindrances. We're going to talk about five things that can hinder somebody from receiving the Holy Ghost. And I don't know about you, but if you go to Instagram, go to Facebook, go to the news, God is pouring out His Spirit right now. 
and people are hungry and I want to encourage somebody in this episode I just feel led to do so to put this resource in your hand that that you can send to your friends you can send to your youth pastors to your students whatever the case may be and just something that's going to help us as we pray people through to the Holy Ghost as God pours out his spirit in these last days Acts chapter 2 verse 17 says and it shall come to pass in the last days saith God I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy and your young men shall see visions and your old men shall dream dreams Galatians chapter 5 verse 7 says you did run well who did hinder you that ye should not obey the truth? So guys, the craziest thing happened to me um, a few weeks ago. I pulled up to Panda Express, which if you don't know what Panda Express is, this is an anointed, God-ordained Chinese fast food restaurant, which is... <laughs> It's good stuff. I enjoy it. And uh, I pulled up, and if you guys know me, I my personality, I know what I like, and I know what I want, and when I pull up to a restaurant, I usually already know what I'm going to get. And I pulled up, and I was, I was ready to get my orange chicken bowl, and I pulled up, and the lady at the uh, drive-thru started to speak through the mic, and she said, Hello, welcome to Panda Express. Would you like our spicy fried shrimp today? And uh, I, I paused for a minute, and I looked at my wife, Rachel, and something came over me, and I said, You know what? I think I've changed my mind. That spicy fried shrimp, that, that sounds pretty good. So I kind of lifted my voice and I said, you know what? Yes. Yes, I would. <laughs> I, it was a dramatic moment. It was like, I, I would like some spicy fried shrimp. Thank you. And would you believe that she said, I'm sorry, we don't have any spicy fried shrimp today why would you offer me something that you don't have you see the holy ghost empowers us to walk in the spirit and reach the uttermost parts of the earth but you can't offer the world something that you don't have without the spirit of god we can do nothing. We're, we're talking about the Holy Ghost today. I need the Holy Ghost. You need the Holy Ghost. All God's children need the Holy Ghost, okay? It was Charles Spurgeon that said, without the Spirit of God, we can do nothing. We are as ships without the wind and branches without the sap. Like coals without fire, we are useless, it is God's will for you to receive his spirit, and it is God's will for you to walk in the spirit. Make no mistake, 
that the devil does not want you to receive the Spirit of God. Have you ever tried to pray for the Holy Ghost and your hands just felt heavy? And you tried to lift your voice and your hands just, or your voice just felt heavy? There's a, there's a spiritual war that happens when people begin to seek after the Holy Ghost. The Bible says in Acts chapter 1 verse 8, it says, But ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in all Samaria and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. Satan does not want you to receive the Holy Ghost because you shall receive power after that it has come upon you. Notice that word, after. There is a power in the spirit world that only comes upon you after you receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. It will empower you and equip you to reach the world around you. And my friends, the Holy Ghost isn't just for you, and it's not just for your church, and it's not just for your denomination. The Holy Ghost is for everybody. It empowers you to go to Jerusalem, Judea and in Samaria and the uttermost parts of the earth, it will send you to the uttermost, guttermost, and the uppermost, as Sister Vesta Mangan says. The Holy Ghost and the power of God will walk hand in hand. I'm, I'm trying to just lay a little bit of foundation for somebody listening and Maybe you're listening today and you've been filled with the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues, and maybe you have not. And so I'm trying to speak to everybody today and lay some groundwork that whether you're seeking the Holy Ghost or you are interceding and praying for somebody else to receive it, this episode will apply to you today. Okay, so the Holy Ghost and the power of God walk hand in hand. 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 4 through 6 says, Knowing, brethren, beloved, your election of God, for our gospel came not unto you in word only, but also in power and in the Holy Ghost and in much assurance, as ye know what manner of men we were among you for your sake. And ye became followers of us, and of the Lord, having received the word in much affliction with joy of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is not just for a select group of spiritual people. Now, I need somebody to hear me right now because this is the heartbeat of what we're about to get into today. The Holy Ghost is available to anyone who desires it and seeks after it. Matthew chapter 5, verse 6 says, Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. The Holy Ghost is not just for a select group of people. You can have it, my friend. You can have it. You can walk in the Spirit. And if you're a youth pastor or uh, somebody who is 
praying for somebody to receive the Holy Ghost right now. And if you're a believer, that hopefully should be everybody listening. They can receive the Holy Ghost. Can I encourage somebody right now? Maybe you've been praying for 10 years that they would get the Holy Ghost and it still hasn't happened. My friend, it can happen. Don't give up on them. Don't stop believing. Don't stop praying. Don't stop laying hands on their head by faith and saying, receive ye the gift of the Holy Ghost. Man, who am I talking to right now? Don't stop praying for the revival that God wants your city to have. Acts 2.17 says, It shall come to pass in the last days, saith God, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. It was John 12 and 32 that says, And I, if I be lifted up from the earth, I will draw all men unto me. That terminology, that that verbiage to be lifted up, John was referring to Calvary when, when they lifted Jesus up on that cross, when they lifted him up and they looked upon him in his most vulnerable state, when he gave his life for us. That, that cross, that was for everybody. That, that cross can draw all men unto him. And so I want to talk about five things. Five things that can hinder some from receiving the Holy Ghost. Now, of course, this is all drawn from Scripture, just as everything is on the Noteworthy Podcast. If it's if it's not in the Bible, I don't I don't teach it. Okay, <laughs> I hope that goes unsaid. But you know, uh, there are things that can keep us from breaking through to the Holy Ghost. And if we can identify what some of those things are, we can push those hindrances to the side and we can break through into the Spirit that God desires for each and every one of us. I want to remind you once again of Galatians 5. It says, you did run well. But who did hinder you that you should not obey the truth? So the first hindrance that can keep you from receiving the Holy Ghost, even though you want it, even though I I believe they desire it. But that first thing, if you're taking notes, that first thing is sin. Sin. When you pray for the infilling of the Holy Ghost or a refilling of the Holy Ghost, you need to search your heart for sin and come to Jesus with a heart of repentance 
Okay, so if we're not ready to turn away from sin, we're not ready to receive the Spirit of God. The Holy Ghost is designed to lead you into a life of holiness and righteousness. So I want to make this clear. Your past sins cannot keep you from receiving the Holy Ghost. But being unwilling to turn away from sin and being unwilling to repent of sin can very much keep you and hinder you from receiving the Holy Ghost. I've seen people that um, received the Holy Ghost after years of seeking it, and I said, man, what... I, would, I went up to him, I said, thank you, Jesus, I'm, I'm rejoicing with you, as I often do. And I would encourage you that when somebody gets the Holy Ghost, you need to go rejoice with them after that service. Go hug their neck, go tell them, I'm so excited for you, I'm so proud of you, oh, God is doing a new thing in your life. And the scene very much looked like that, and I went up and I asked him, I said, what do you think it was about today? You've been praying for so long. And he said, man, Nathan, if I'm being honest with you, I just had some things in my heart that I wasn't able to turn away from. I, 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 I knew if I got the Holy Ghost, I'd, I'd, I'd have to stop smoking and I'd have to stop drinking. And I, I wasn't ready to do that. But today I told the Lord that if he'd fill me with the Holy Ghost, I would stop doing all that. See, it's a, it's, a, it's a willingness to turn from sin. It's hard to lift hands that are holding on to weight, my friends. Well, well my, 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 I'm going to say that one more time. It's hard to lift hands that are holding on to weights of sin. You have to be willing to let those things go and lay some things aside. Hebrews 12 says to lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us. Matthew 5 says, Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Sometimes you have to go to the search engine of your heart. Okay? Um, a little trick here. Uh, anytime I'm studying or I'm taking a class, I love ebooks. Don't worry, I'm not rabbit trailing here. Because ebooks have a search engine. And you can go search for the topic that you're wanting to study. And it'll take you right to that digitally in your ebook. So if I'm looking for, um, you know, things that are. Uh, abomination. I can go search that word and I can pull up. I can do a word search and I can study out that word. Well, sometimes you have to go to the search engine of your heart and do a word search for unclean things. What's in my heart that's not right? What do I need to get rid of? And this is not easy, but I'm telling you, when you give it to God, you're going to be so grateful you're going to feel so much lighter, my friends. David talked about this in Psalm 139. He said in verse 23, it said, Search me, O God, and know my heart. 
try me and know my thoughts and see if there is any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. The plan of salvation always starts with repent. You, you can't skip past repentance. Okay, moving quickly. The second thing, the second hindrance that can keep you from receiving the Holy Ghost is pride. When you seek the Holy Ghost, praising God with all your heart, Jesus will fill you. But pride and praise won't live in the same house. And you can't receive the Holy Ghost if you're unwilling to praise God. (laughs) Pride and praise won't share the same house. One always has to go for the other to thrive. Pride will hinder you from receiving the Holy Ghost. A prideful heart is not an empty heart. There are, I told my youth group this the other day and they rolled their eyes. It was so great. Oh, I love it. But there are too many Kirby Christians puffed up and filled with hot air. (laughs) Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. You got to be a Nintendo fan to get that one. Okay. Proverbs 16 and 18. Pride goeth before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. Better it is to be of a humble spirit with the lowly than to divide the spoil with the proud. Hmm. My goodness. The third thing. Don't worry, there's only five. The third thing. We're halfway there. Two. Oh, yeah. We're 50% there. (laughs) Shame. Shame can keep you from even seeking after the Holy Ghost. The devil loves to pull out the weapons of shame often. He tells you lies like this. He'll say, you're unworthy of the Holy Ghost. You're, you're a hypocrite. Yeah, I know who you really are. These people praying with you, they don't know who you really are. I know who you are. Shame will make you hang your head when it's time to lift your eyes. Proverbs 11 and 2, it says, When pride cometh, then cometh shame. But with the lowly is wisdom. It's interesting to me how shame and pride are woven together in the book of Proverbs. Because shame tells you that you're too far gone for God to save you. But isn't it a prideful thing to believe that your shame could limit God? Woo! Man, I wasn't ready for how powerful that was because that's not in my notes. Isn't it a prideful thing? To believe that your shame could keep you out of the presence of God. When pride comes, then comes shame. Proverbs 11. Can I encourage someone in the Lord today? If you've repented of your sins and been baptized in Jesus' name, you don't have to live in shame anymore. 
Just like pride and praise can't live in the same house, joy and shame cannot live in the same house either. And in order to experience the joy of the Lord, you have to lift up your eyes. Psalm 121, I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills. From whence cometh my help. Number four, distractions. You're probably distracted right now if you're like me. Distraction is probably one of the number one things that can keep me, Nathan French, it can keep me out of the presence of God because I'm distracted and I'm worried about what I need to be doing and what I think I should be doing. You know, something doesn't have to be sinful for it to distract you. Let me be a help to somebody right now. Something doesn't have to be sinful to distract you from the presence of God. My goodness. You know, uh, it can be something... It can be something good. It, it can be something that is perfectly pleasing in the eyes of God and it can distract you. It may not be the style of music that you like. It may not be the song that you liked. Or maybe the preacher doesn't preach stylistically the way that you prefer. Maybe you don't like lights on the platform and those lights are distracting you and you've allowed things that are not sinful and are not of significance to distract you, my goodness, to distract you from a move of God, things that aren't even sinful. You've just allowed them to distract you. And the world is filled with distractions. You have to lay aside every weight, eliminate any distraction. I'll tell you right now, when I, when I pray, when I seek the Lord, I have to put my phone on airplane mode, guys. Like, I, I, if my phone's ringing off the hook and I'm getting text messages, listen, it, <laughs> I am so blessed to be busy. And I, I say that a lot. I, I'm busy and I'm blessed to be busy. You know, I'm, I'm a youth pastor. I, and guys, this isn't a flex. I know there's people a lot more busy than I am. I'm just trying to share my heart with you right now. I'm a youth pastor. I'm a full-time youth pastor. I'm a full-time music director. I'm a full-time apostolic recording artist. I'm a full-time husband. I'm a full-time dad. I'm a full-time Georgia District Youth Secretary. Uh, we, we travel a lot. Rachel and I travel a lot. We're just juggling everything. We work in multiple facets of our church even beyond that. Trust me, there's distractions. And if I'm focused on all the text messages that I'm receiving... Listen, when I became Georgia District Youth Secretary, <laughs> the amount of messages I receive per week would be enough to, to uh, distract anyone. Sometimes you have to lift your eyes and sometimes you have to close your eyes. Whatever you have to do to focus on Him, do it distractions will often keep you from the presence of God and from the house of God. So, some people don't get into the presence of God 
because they're just too distracted by life to even get to church. That's a hindrance, my friend. Things that keep you out of his house are hindrances. Number five, the last one today. Musicians come. Uh, Mr. Organ Player, go ahead and come on up. Start playing the organ. I'm going to wrap this up. And this one's not easy. I would say some of you might even disagree with this last one, but I, I feel confident enough in the Lord to say this. The fifth element that can hinder you from receiving the Holy Ghost is people. It's not what, it's who. What, what happens when what hinders you is actually a who? Galatians 5. You ran well. You did run well. Who did hinder you that you should not obey the truth? Not what. Who. Toxic relationship and toxic counsel will lead you to toxic places. We have to love people but we also have to serve God. And if someone in your life is toxic, it's time to change seats and love them from a distance. Mm. No person has the right to stop your praise when they walk into a church. Nobody has the right or the power or the authority to do that. Matthew 10 and 13 says, And if the house be worthy, let your peace come upon it. But if it be not worthy, let your peace return to you. And whosoever shall not receive you nor hear your words when you depart out of the house or city, shake off the dust of your feet. I saw somebody one time I was preaching at my home church and I saw somebody walk in. It was, it was a guest. He had two friends with him. And uh, he sat there on the pew the whole service with his arms crossed. And I could tell his two friends, they were ready to leave. I was preaching on the Holy Ghost. I was actually doing something I don't often do. I was, I was talking about hell and how you don't want to go there. I don't preach like that often. I felt this. This was on a Wednesday night. And I was it was a rare moment. I was teaching adult Bible study. And he walked in and I saw him. He waited. His two friends said, Let's go. And he waited for his two friends to leave. He said, Y'all go ahead. I'll catch up with you later. And he walked down to the altar and he said, Pastor, sir, he didn't even know I was the youth pastor. He didn't come to our church. He said, is it too late for me to get that Holy Ghost you were talking about? And I said, it's never too late 
for you to get the Holy Ghost. He lifted his hands and he began to speak in tongues and tears fell down his face. But I want you to notice that if he had followed those two friends that didn't want anything from God that night, they were too distracted. He would not have received the Holy Ghost that night. He had to say, hey, you guys go ahead. I'll catch up. And he got it that night on a Wednesday night. The word hinder, the verb usage is to cause delay, interruption, or difficulty. To prevent from doing, acting, or happening. So I want you to notice that I have very carefully chosen the word hindrance today because a hindrance can delay you, but God can deliver you. You, you may have been delayed, but that doesn't mean you can't be delivered. Oh, man. Let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us. These are the things that can keep us from his presence, from the Holy Ghost. Sin, pride, shame, distractions, and people. If we allow our mind to lock onto those things, those hindrances can delay us from our deliverance. But God is greater and God is stronger. Can I pray over you? Jesus, we love you today. I thank you so much, God, for every listener who is tuned into this podcast today. I pray that you would anoint them and that you'd go with them. I feel your spirit here even now in this room. God, I pray for those that have been seeking the Holy Ghost. Would you help them, God, to to continue to seek after you and set those things aside and fill them with your spirit. We know, God, that you are ready and you are willing and you are wanting to fill them. And God, for those that are serving in ministry capacities, would you encourage them to take this message to their youth group, to take this message to their church, to send revival to their campus, and we'll be sure to give you all the glory and all the praise. Guys, I love you so much. Thank you for listening today. Just a quick reminder um, this episode is sponsored by Pentecostal Publishing House and uh, you can go to pentecostalpublishing.com and I want to give you a gift at checkout Uh, go to promo code and enter promo code noteworthy just that one word noteworthy and that's going to take 10% off of your purchase and that's just a little thank you to noteworthy listeners for being faithful and so kind we love you guys god's pouring out his spirit whether you like it or not revival is here and i believe that you do i believe that you want it i know that we need it take this message to your church if you've been praying for somebody to get the holy ghost and you feel comfortable hit the share button on this episode and send it to them encourage them today Send it to a pastor who's been praying for Holy Ghost revival in their church and take a screenshot. 
share it on Instagram. Be sure to tag us at Podcast Noteworthy because we want to rejoice with you. I love you guys. And we'll see you next time on the Noteworthy Podcast. Podcast.